Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I welcome you back to Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. It has been a true joy to record these episodes and to be a part of this good network. And so we certainly appreciate all of you who have been listening week after week and uh, subscribed, and, and we encourage you to continue to do that, continue to listen as we put out biblical content every day of the week. And again, it's a true blessing to be on this network. And with me today to discuss the topic of weathering the storm with intent is my good friend, Caleb Rutherford. He's the co-founder, co-director of the Weather in the Storm, or excuse me, the Scattered Prod Network. Uh, the Weather in the Storm podcast is on that, as well as his podcast, the Transform podcast. Uh, but I want to turn things over to Caleb, let him introduce himself uh, to some of you who may not have heard of him on this podcast before, uh, some of the work that's going on with Scattered Abroad, his podcast, and, and some of his work. Yeah, Drew, appreciate uh, appreciate the opportunity uh, to be on the podcast. It's always a joy to sit down and discuss the Bible uh, with you. But again, my name is Caleb Rutherford. I'm currently the Associate Minister at the East Hill Church of Christ here in Pulaski, Tennessee. We're about an hour south of Nashville, small, small town, uh, but we're, we're doing well here. I've uh, been married uh, for three and a half years. Uh, we have a uh, we have a daughter on the way, first child, uh, due November uh, 24th. So I guess because um, I know we're recording these a little bit early, I don't know exactly when this will upload, but I don't know. I don't know if she'll still be pregnant if we'll have a baby yet or what. <laughs> I don't know uh, how that'll work out, but we're certainly excited uh, for that. Uh, as, as Drew said. Um, I'm the host of the Transformed podcast that uploads every Tuesday. Um, so, so super grateful uh, to be working with this network. And as he also said, I, I work alongside Michael Clark, and together we uh, co-founded and co-directed uh, co-directed this network uh, together. Um, but it wouldn't be uh, where it's at if, if it wasn't for all the hosts that we have that work with us. And Drew being one of those, we were uh, super excited when he uh, he told us that he was going to be able to be with us because I think for a while there we were kind of a little bit of doubt uh, as to whether or not he would be able to make you know some things could work out for him to be with us. Uh, but uh, thankfully, it has uh, certainly blessed um, to to be in the position that we're in now. Uh, for my podcast this season. Uh, well, for season one, um, we talked about transformed out of, we talked about uh, different things uh, that we need to be leaving behind as growing Christians and how we need to continually be transforming ourselves into better um, than we were the day before and how we, there were certain things we talked about, things like selfishness, lying, um, and different things like that, that we need to try to be pushing out of our lives as we grow, uh, grow and go forward. Uh, but this season, we're talking about being transformed into, and we're doing really kind of just a character study um, as, as we have gone forward um, for the first eight episodes. Um, I've, I've had a guest on, we went through Hebrews chapter 11. We talked about transforming into a person of faith. We talked about different examples from Hebrews chapter 11. And then right now, when this episode is being uploaded and aired, um, I'm currently in the midst of a series uh, with another guest, and we're talking about 
um, being transformed into a soldier for God. And we're talking about Ephesians chapter six and talking about some of the components of the armor of God. Um, and then we're going to close out uh, this season by talking about being transformed into and we're just going to call it being transformed into a Christian. And I have five episodes left, and we're going to talk about uh, basically the plan of salvation, what it takes to become a New Testament Christian today and to be faithful and in, in your service to God. And so super excited for that. I'm uh, excited for uh, the network and where we're at. Um, we're already, uh, again, as this episode is being aired, we're already halfway through, over halfway through season two, uh, which is crazy. Season three is right around the corner. <laughs> already having to record for that um, at the time of this, this being aired. Uh, just a lot of good things that are happening. I'm super grateful uh, to be on the network and to work in this way and to be able to uh, share uh, this work with all of these guys on the network. It's just been a blessing uh, in my life for sure. Absolutely. It's blessed my life too. And uh, very thankful for the Transform podcast. Again, that airs every Tuesday. So if you can go and find that on the Scattered Abroad Network on our website, uh, scatterabroad.org, but also the master feed, you can find that on Apple Podcasts and Caleb, if you want to, just share with our listeners where they can find all of these podcasts. At. Yeah, definitely. So probably easiest way, um, maybe if you kind of don't know about podcasts or anything, just go to our website first, go to scatteredabroad.org. Um, and you can find, just scroll down to where you can find the tab that says shows designed to help you be more like Jesus. And underneath that is a breakdown basically of every single one of our podcasts. Um, and you can actually click on that and you can listen to it right then and there. Um, but if you're someone who likes to listen to podcasts while you're on the go, maybe while you're commuting, working out, cutting the lawn, doing dishes, whatever it might be, um, just go to, if you have a smartphone, go, go to your favorite podcast app. I know for uh, iPhones, you already have a built-in podcast app for Androids. Uh, I think it's like the Google play uh app i think um but you can find the podcast there or you if you want to go to a different app you can go to places like iHeartRadio, radio spotify stitcher um all kinds of places like that we are on as many major platforms as we can be uh, to try to make it as accessible to you um as listeners um so we try to make it super easy and again that's one of the reasons why we picked podcasting was because it is super simple super easy um it's just definitely a way that anybody um who has access to the internet can listen to and that's kind of one of the reasons why we did that so again super easy uh but also if you have any questions though about it, about how to do anything like that i know drew would certainly walk you through it you can uh, reach out to me contact the network email us at the scattered abroad network at gmail.com um, we will help you in whatever way that we can. Definitely. Well, thank you for doing that and sharing that with our listeners. Uh, this past week has been a, a difficult week for a lot of folks. This is We're recording this toward the end of July. This is the last week of July. Uh, and recently, a good brother in Christ, Philip Patton, has passed from this life. And so we're going to dedicate this episode to him and to his family today. Uh, Caleb, I know that you knew him personally. I did not know him personally, but over the last 24 hours, reading everything that's been said about him, I know that he was a faithful servant of God. But from personal experience, uh, maybe there's something you'd like to share about Brother Philip. Yeah, Philip um, was was a great man. Um, I, I first met him, I guess, uh, through the Foundations program there at Memphis, the, uh, the, the camp that they put on. Uh, every summer uh, for young people to come in and to learn and to be taught about the gospel and different things that they can do. Um, and so that was where I first got to know him. I, my first year there was, I guess, I think it was 2014, my first year there. And so that's when I first met him and our relationship just grew. Uh, since then, of course, me now having gone through the school and then having gone back and worked at the camp now and just in, in capacities like that, we'd see each other at PTP at Memphis and things like that. Um, that's how our relationship grew. Uh, Philip was one of those guys. He, he was kind of hard to read sometimes because he was such a, 
uh, I, he, he was kind of a shorter guy, kind of stout, uh, one of those guys who carried, carried about himself with, with confidence. Um, but it wasn't a bad thing because it was one of those things where you kind of thought, I mean, you knew he knew business, you know, he meant business when, when it was time. But he's also one of those guys who could, he could joke with the best of them too. You know, he, he was goofy uh, when it was appropriate. He would make jokes and cut up and do all kinds of things like that. So he was certainly a great man, a uh, man that certainly will be missed um, by, by so many in the brotherhood. Um, and again, like you mentioned, we're, we're recording this July 30th, um, and he passed away yesterday, July 29th, uh, sometime in the, in the late afternoon. I want to read something, though. Um, the Gospel Journal uh, put out an article, um, I guess, either that night or this morning at the time of recording. And actually, my dad wrote it. My dad and Philip were pretty close uh, just f- through the foundations and working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to read this, this, uh, this, this statement that, that was put out here. It says, our good friend and brother passed on to his reward. Philip Patton was a 2011 graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching, a preacher of the gospel in Marshall, Texas, and a Christian husband and father. He and his family are dearly loved by so many in the body of Christ. My personal association with Philip began with the Foundation's youth program of the Memphis School of Preaching in 2014. Philip has worked as co-director with B.J. Clark in this effort for some time now. The spirit of Philip was such an integral part of the chemistry that made Foundations unique. Many current and past campers and staff members will be deeply moved by the news of his passing. Philip was a down-to-earth, practical, sincere, and genuine Christian and gospel preacher. It was certainly a joy to work on the staff of foundations with him. Philip was known for his organizational skills and his diligent efforts in his work with foundations. However, he was also known for loving a good laugh and being a little goofy when it was appropriate. His personality was larger than life, and such that makes it difficult to imagine how such a soul can no longer be among us. A valiant spiritual warrior and a humble, faithful servant has finished his race, has fought the good fight, and is now enjoying a peace and joy that is far greater than anything possible here on this earth. We love Philip, and we know God loves him too. We know God dearly loves Philip family as well, and our hearts break for their loss. That's well said, wasn't it? And, and you know, thinking about that, and to the Patton family and to all the families out there who've lost loved ones, our hearts do go out to you and certainly understand that the Lord, he knows what it's like to hurt. He knows what it's like to lose a loved one. And so we can look to him and to the word for guidance on how to get through that storm. And death certainly is a storm that we face in life. Uh, but hopefully to our listeners, you know, our goal behind these podcasts, every one of them, is to encourage all of us to navigate through this life, uh, to live a transformed life. You know, to live a life so our eternity be, can be far better, to be diligent, to go on the right way. The Everyday Christian Podcast, what you do every day, and certainly uh, this podcast, how we can weather those storms. And again, death is something that is certain, uh, but it is a storm that we must, uh, we must face. But we can face it with confidence, like Brother Philip did. Uh, so to the Patton family, if anyone's listening, we certainly uh, we, we know, want you to know that we're praying for you. And we are very grateful for the life Philip lived as he followed in the steps of our Lord. As we think about this episode today, we want to discuss weathering the storm with intent. And that word intent is a very unique word. It's found throughout Scripture, and I've really enjoyed doing a a word study on that. But, Caleb, what we like to do is every episode, and we have a word like this, we want to define terms first. So what did you find in your study uh, on what the word intent means. Yeah, when I when I think about the word intent, I think about the word purpose. Um, this idea of having a specific goal in mind, and then having that determination and that eagerness 
to fulfill that goal and to do so with that intent, regardless of what's going to happen to you, regardless of what is going to happen, um, maybe even at the end of that outcome. Um, and I think about us in life, we go through, we have so many goals, so many things that we try to do in this life. And when I think about us doing our time at Memphis, we had that intent to finish our two years there. And we wanted to graduate and to be able to go on and to say, we've, we have this accomplishment that we've done. We worked hard at it. We did all that we could to make sure that we faithfully did it. And that was our intent. Our intent was to do so um, to the best of our ability. And I, and I believe that we accomplished that as well as, as so many others have who have gone through uh, that, that school. And so I think about us now as Christians, our intent is to get through this life and to live it as faithfully as possible. Uh, while serving Jesus Christ. Um, and so it takes that purpose and that diligence um, and, and that hard work and that effort to be that faithful Christian. But that has to be our intent um, in this life. If our intent is to do anything else other than bring glory to God and to faithfully serve him in this life, then we've messed up and we will not be able to faithfully serve uh, and live for him. So that's kind of what I think about when I think about the word intent. Yeah, well said. And uh, I did some some word study, as I mentioned, and Merriam-Webster's dictionary says that intent means directed with strained or eager attention or concentrated. So that carries the idea of, of purpose. Uh, another uh, definition is having the mind, attention, or will concentrated on something or some end or purpose. Uh, my mind goes to baseball and you think about an intentional walk, right? Mm-hmm. There's different situations when you walk somebody, maybe you're trying to set up a double play or maybe it's Barry Bonds and you Walk in, even if the bases are loaded, you know, give up one instead of four. Uh, but that's something with intention. It's something with purpose. Uh, three passages that come to mind that use this word intent. One is in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 30 and verse 24. And the Hebrew word there means a series of steps to be carried out or goals to be accomplished. So that's your intention behind something. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10, talks about the church being the eternal purpose of God. And it says, to the intent. So that's the plan or purpose. And then Hebrews 4.12, the word of God being alive and sharper. And it talks about a discerner of the intents of the heart. And the word there means a desire that a person intends to carry out. So again, the word intent carries the idea of purpose. You weather the storms of life with a purpose, Caleb, as you mentioned, of getting through that storm so you can be stronger, so you can arrive safely at your destination. And that Definitely. carries this idea of intention. Yeah, and I think. So, go ahead. I was. I think about you know when you mentioned um, in baseball you have an intentional walk. I think about in basketball. Of course, I mean your your background is baseball. My background is basketball. I think right. you know, that's where you have an intentional file. You do mm-hmm. so, um, and you you intentionally walk someone because the end is better than what you're facing at the moment. Right. You're doing it to try to get to a better place. And that's this whole idea with intent. We have an intent to get through this life. Why? Because there's something better awaiting us um, once we've passed on from this life. And so that's the, that intent, it brings forth this idea of there's something better beyond maybe what we can even see, um, but we do so now for the hope of that outcome. Absolutely. That's Romans 8, 18 right there. Right. right. <laughs> um, very well said. So now that we've established what the word intent means with the context of weathering the storm, Kayla, why is it important to weather the storm with intent? You know, I, I think about, again, I think about us as Christians today, and I think about all the things we battle. I mean, the whole kind of premise of your podcast, we weather the storms of all these different things that come through in our lives. And I think that sometimes, though, as Christians, we can grow, or rather not grow, but we can get to the point to where we have gotten lax 
and stagnant in our Christianity and in our faith. Hmm. And I think that sometimes we get comfortable in our Christianity and we get comfortable maybe in the rut where we found ourselves and we don't really do anything to try to get us out because where we're at, it's easy. You know, everybody wants an easy road. Nobody wants those difficulties or things like that. But again, that difficulty with that comes the opportunity for growth, the opportunity to get better, to be better. Um, and so I think about this idea of going stagnant. We have to weather the storm uh, with intent because if we don't, I mean, it can set us back and get us to a point to where we're not growing and we're not getting better. I think about passages like Revelation chapter three. You remember when Jesus was talking to the church at Laodicea? and how they thought that they were good. They had analyzed themselves and they thought that they were great where they were. They were perfect. They didn't need anything from anybody else. But then Jesus reanalyzes them and he says, actually, you're poor, you're wretched, you're miserable, you're blind, you're naked. You know, he says, here's actually how you are and how, how, you're, uh, how you're living. Um, and so he says, essentially, you need to continue to grow. You're lukewarm. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there um, and you're not doing anything at all. And so we need to continue to grow uh, and to make that our intent as we get through this life, that we are continually growing and not staying where we're at. I think about Hebrews 5 and verse 12, where uh, the writer there talks about uh, how they used to be. Uh, there was a point in life where they used to be, but now they've gone back. They have, in some sense, kind of backtracked. And it's because they're still only feeding on that milk. But then I think about First Peter 2 and verse 2, where he says, A newborn babe's desire the pure milk of the word that you may what? That you may grow. And you may continue to get better, continue uh, to improve yourself. And so we have to make sure that we're individuals who are, like I said, always growing, who are weaning ourselves off of that milk. You know, I, I made this point the other day, um, actually, last at the time of recording this, last week I was preaching a sermon on Second uh, Peter 3, 14 through 18. And we we're talking about this idea of growth a little bit. And I talked about how maybe there are people in, uh, there are people in our assemblies today who who, if you ask them, could you sit down and study the Bible with someone? Could you sit down and explain to them why we worship and the way we worship and um, the reasons for that? And could you prove to them from that, from scripture? Could you talk about the covenants and under which covenant we live and why that's so important? Could you talk about, you know, baptism and why that's essential and why uh, faith only is not something that the Bible teaches? You know, and we ask people, could you sit down and talk about that? And I think for a lot of, for at least some individuals, the answer would be no. And maybe the reason that they're that way is because they're still feeding on milk because that's easy, isn't it? It's right. easy to stay where you're at. It's easy um, to not be intentional with your study and intentional in your growth. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're individuals who are always growing and that we're intentional about that. We are intentional that we're going to wake up today and understand that we're going to be better today than we were yesterday, but also know that tomorrow we're going to be better than we were today. Um, and so that's kind of the mindset I think of when we talk about weathering the storm of intent, we must always have that attitude of growth. Absolutely. And uh, an attitude and, and uh, a point to make sure that there is that purpose. We have to know our why, if you will. Right. Why I know this storm is, is, is tough. I know this is going to be difficult, but why do I need to go through it? And as you said, it's going to make us better. It's going to make us face tomorrow with more strength. And right. I think that's the purpose behind the trials and the storms of life in the first place. Uh, two thoughts that come to mind is, one, it's important so we can glorify God. First Peter 4.16. If you suffer shame as a Christian, let him glorify God on this matter or in this name. So you go through this trial, you go through a storm. It's an opportunity to glorify God. But as you've mentioned, it's an opportunity to grow our faith as well. And that's James 1, 2 through 3, right? James says, you count it all joy 
when you fall on all these trials. Why? Because it's going to produce a steadfast endurance. It's going to produce that patience, which really leads to your perfection, your faith being perfected in the eyes of God, which is what it's all about. And Peter talks about having your faith tried by fire, coming through that, that gauntlet, if you will. So we'll be ready to stand before the Lord in judgment. You go through this storm with that purpose, with that intention of this is going to make me stronger. This is going to make me more dependent on God. And this will make me more of the product that God wants me to be. And so I think those are reasons maybe why we weather the storm with intent and with purpose. And so now we, we want to get practical and ask, how do we do it? <laughs> so we understand why we need to, but how do we do it? So Kayla, what are some, maybe some practical ways for our listeners that, that we can learn how we are to do this? Yeah. You know, I think about um, one of the examples that you had kind of written down on some notes was, was Joshua. And I think Joshua is a great example of this because I, I go, I go to Joshua 24 and I look at, I look at verse 15, a verse everybody knows, you know, mm-hmm. um, where, where Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will, we're going to serve the Lord. That was his choice that he made on behalf of his family. And I, and I think about when I, when I look at that scenario, I imagine him standing up before everybody. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't his children. It wasn't his wife. It was him as the leader, as the man of the house, he stood up and made the choice. We are going to serve the Lord. And that was his, his intent. He was going to do everything he could to put his family in the best direction possible um, to be intentional with their faith and what they were going to do in service to God. And I think about, I think that's such a lesson for us today. And I think about myself, of course, you as a father uh, to, to four children, I think about me now um, as, as I guess already as a father, but mm-hmm. as it will uh, you know, in in few months, that'll become more and more real. Um, I think how my responsibility now, as the leader of my home and my family, um, and the leader of my children, to set them on the right path to where they can weather those storms of life, with the intent of understanding, we're going to get through this, and we're going to make it all the way to the other side. And I, that reminds me of Psalm twenty three, uh, and I I have that on my notes for your next point, so I won't I won't hit that. Um, <laughs> Remind, I just think about this idea of whatever trial, whatever issue that you go through, you're going to get through it. Or if you're faithful to God and you and maybe your physical life is taken, then you're better off for it. Yeah. You're better. You're in a much better place. And again, I think about Philippians 1 that we're going to get to in just a few moments. That's exactly <laughs> what Paul was saying there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, as, as an exhortation to the men of our world um, to stand up and to take that leadership role and to be willing to lead their families with the intent of we're going to get through whatever struggle and difficulty and strife we have to endure because like that song says heaven will surely be worth it all we will get to the other side and it will all be worth it as long as we are faithful children of god and we do all that we can to serve him there you go and that's exactly right and you mentioned joshua what a great example all right uh, you know in joshua one Joshua 24, that statement, maybe it's not made if he doesn't have that courage and that faith in God he needs in chapter one, you know, as God reminds him over and over again, you be strong and very courageous. And then you look through all the conquering in that book. And then he makes that statement of of great faith. And I I love, I love Joshua in that book. Uh, But another example, maybe that that can help us understand how we do it is Abraham and Abraham, uh, excuse me, not Abraham, Romans chapter four. Verses 20 and 21, Paul describes this example of Abraham. And the King James says he staggered not at the promises of God. Uh, it carries this idea of he did not waver. His faith didn't waver. You know, Abraham faced storms. He faced all kinds of storms. 
from having to leave his family to he and his wife not being able to have children. Finally, he does have that child, and then God says, I want you to give him back to me. All these trials that he faced, he did not waver at the promise of God. He believed that what God had promised, he was able to perform. And so Romans 4, 20 and 21, the New King James Version says that Abraham was fully convinced. And based on that conviction, he obeyed God. So we're fully convinced, we need to be fully convinced, that these storms that we face will produce a deeper, stronger faith. And like you said, it'll help us to, to step up as men, to lead our families. It'll help everybody who's a faithful Christian to be stronger for the Lord. And so we face those storms like Abraham, like Joshua, really like Jesus did. And you look at how he was able to maintain his faithfulness to his father. And those serve as great examples for us on how we can weather the storm with intention. Right. No, you're exactly right. I think about all the times Jesus talked about in his ministry. Uh, there. Uh, in John 15, the times where the, the world's going to hate you, but know what? That it first hated me. Mm -hmm. To understand that what Jesus has done for us is that example for us. First Corinthians 11, verse 1, um, he's that example for us. And to know that if he can go through everything that we've been through, that certainly we can go through you know, the things that we go through. And I, I think of what we, you know, we try to, we can compare maybe the things that we go through, but in all reality, it's so little compared to what Christians of the first century had to go through. Oh, yeah. um, and, and, you know, we don't have to face, um, you know, animals in the arena. We're not facing people knocking down our doors. Um, you know, I, at least, at least in the United States of America, uh, we're not. And, you know, we pray that we never have to go through anything like that. And yet we certainly look at the, the trials and the struggles that we do go through. And that's not to minimize any of the things that we have to go through because we do know the devil's alive. He's working. He's doing all that he can uh, to discourage us and to get us off the, off, off that right track. But we can look at people like Jesus, um, and like these men that we've talked about, Abraham and so on and so forth, um, who have, who have weathered those storms and who have been intentional in that and knowing that there is something better beyond what we're going through now. And I think going back to our very first point, the idea of you do something with, it's like an intentional walk or the intentional file. You do so because there's something better at the end of that, that you're hoping to get to. And that's why we do what we do in this life. We endure those things. We endure those difficulties because of what's going to be coming ahead. Absolutely. And that's how we do it. We keep that in the forefront of our mind. And right. remember there's, there's something better ahead. I think that's, yeah. that's a great way to kind of summarize what we've talked about so far. Uh, so with that, we, we want to bring this episode to a close today as we think about our ultimate goal. So what is our ultimate purpose in doing what we do specifically and within the context of weathering the storm with intention? What should be our ultimate goal? And I want us to go to Philippians 1, uh, 20 through 23. So if you have your Bibles, if you're listening and you're at a place where you can open them, I want to read this for us first. And Caleb, I'm going to turn it over to you after we read it and get your thoughts on this regarding our ultimate goal. Now, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. Uh, he says, According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor, but yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. I'm a hard press between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. So from that text, what is our ultimate goal and intention when faced with the storms of life? Yeah, what, a, what a summation of a Christian's life, right? Oh, what yeah. else What else are we supposed to do than mm -hmm. what Paul has laid out for us here? 
in mm-hmm. in, in Philippians uh, chapter one. And I think again, we look through life, and sometimes we think about how difficult, how horrible it can be with all the things that we're having to go through. Um, and I think, and sometimes, you know, I, I'm maybe even some of us have prayed for it at some point that we just, we pray that Christ would come back quickly or that, you know, death would come. So we don't have to endure all those things in life. And I think about just looking through this passage of scripture, Paul didn't want to be on this earth anymore. He yeah. was, he was ready to go. He didn't want to have to live here anymore. He had certainly seen his fair share of difficulties and trials. And that's why he says there in verse 23, I'm hard pressed between the two. He says, I'm in a difficult situation here. He says, I want to leave because I want to go to heaven. I know that that is like he says there at the end, it's far better. There's because there's, because like we know Revelation 21 verse four, there's no suffering, no pain, no sorrow, no crying, no death, anything like that in that place. And obviously that's where he is trying to get to. And that's where he wants to be. And he and essentially he says, I don't want to be here on this earth, but if you go to verse 24, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. He understood right. the need for the brethren. He understood the need for the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he understood that there were things that still needed to be accomplished by him while he was here on this earth. And so he was, like you talk about that word intent, he was intentional in what he was doing because he understood the end goal. He was intentional in his teaching and in his preaching because he understood that heaven was awaiting him should he continue to live and stay faithful. Um, and I think about, I, I think I go back to those commercials when, when Powerade was really big and what was their slogan? The two words, it was power through, right? right? Power through, get through whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is that you're having to endure, you get through it because you're going to get to the other side. And that takes me to Psalm 23 there where he talks about walking through that valley of the shadow of death. It gives the idea of that you're not, you're not staying in the valley of the shadow of death. You're not going to go there and then never come out. He says, you're walking through it. You're going to get to the other side that there is light at the end of the tunnel of whatever it is that you're going through. And like we said before, maybe that light isn't in this physical body. Maybe that light is not for us to get through it in this life, but that when we pass on, we understand that if we've been faithful Christians, we will be able to reach Abraham's bosom and to be able to spend our time there in paradise awaiting that eternal reward uh, in heaven with Jesus. And so uh, it's, it's such a powerful passage. Philippians chapter one is understanding Paul and knowing his background, knowing that he used to be someone who killed Christians, who persecuted Christians, who was one of the greatest tormentors of those of the Christian faith. And yet he would grow to become probably one of the greatest evangelists that this world has ever seen. Um, and so to see someone grow from where he was to where he is now here in Philippians chapter one, and for him to say, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to get out of here, I'm ready to get out of this body, to leave it all behind and to go to heaven. But he says, I understand there's more that I have to do here. And what an attitude that ought to be for us as Christians, where we understand we, we need to have that mindset of heaven is something that's far better. As Christians, that must be our mindset as we go through this life, that there is nothing here on this earth that can compare to what we're going to be able to have when we reach that eternal reward. But to also understand that while we're laboring uh, to get there, we have to work here in this life to take as many people with us as we can. Um, and that's exactly what Paul was doing um, while he was here on this earth in his ministry. He was evangelizing, doing all that he could to preach the gospel. And that ought to be our goal in this life as well, to get to, to live our lives with heaven as our goal, but to understand that while we're trying to get there, we're doing all that we can to glorify him and to point as many people to him uh, as we can while we're on this earth. That's it. And that really sums up what Paul is saying here, uh, that Christ be magnified. 
right. in my in my life, in my death, that, that Christ be magnified and that he be glorified. So really to sum it up in reference to weathering the storm, our ultimate goal is that Christ be magnified before, during, and after the storms of life. That that's how I would sum up this text in the context of weathering the storm with intention. Uh, so Caleb, I appreciate you being on with me today. And uh, something that I like to do to close out every episode is to give our listeners just a quick thought, maybe a one sentence, something that they can take away with them that will hopefully stick with them and help them to weather the storm. What would be your one takeaway? Man, um, to understand that everything that you go through in life um, it may not bring you joy. It may not bring you happiness. Uh, a lot of the things we go through are struggles and trials and difficulties. And I think back, you know, kind of to what we just, what we talked about with, with the patents at the beginning of this episode, they're obviously dealing with a very difficult and horrible time, but to also know that as we weather the storms of life with this intent to know that there is that light at the end of the tunnel. And again, like we said, it may not be in this life, but as faithful Christians, we will reach the end of that tunnel. Um, as we pass over from this life into the next. And as we receive that reward one day, as we, if we live faithful lives, we'll be able to experience that. Absolutely. And that's what we all ought to be striving for. So again, Caleb, thanks so much for being on. And thanks to our listeners for listening today. And we hope and pray that this episode will help you in some way to weather the storm. Thank you. And may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.